What type of investor are you? We can help you find out. If you're looking for a fun and fast way to jumpstart your investment journey, we have just a thing. Take the What's Your Investment Secret Sauce quiz. Within a few short minutes, you can learn what it is that makes you different from other investors, pointing you in the direction of your dreams and goals. Who knows? This might be the first step of what could be an incredible, life-changing journey. Take the quiz by going to kittysisters.com slash secret sauce. Again, it's kittysisters.com slash secret sauce. Senator Rick Scott has a net worth of approximately $300 million, while Representative Mark Werner follows suit with an impressive $215 million. Former Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, not to be outdone, has acquired a nice little fortune of around $120 million. It's a pretty crazy number, isn't it? Yeah, it sounds like politics is a pretty lucrative career move if you ask us. The even crazier thing is that when you take a look at these salaries, according to Statista, the average salary of a member of Congress is currently just around $174,000, which is definitely not a bad number. It's just nowhere near those massive fortunes we just talked about. Even weirder, most of them started amassing wealth while in office. So it's not like they all suddenly got extremely lucky. So where is all the money coming from? Okay, guys, in today's episode, we're going to explain the source of that wealth and what it means for you. Hey, I'm Palmy. And I'm Nancy. And together we make the Kitty Sisters. We are apartment syndication experts, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors. Ten years ago, we made a change in our financial futures by ditching the 9 to 5. Discover the joy and security in making money while we sleep. We made this podcast to help high-level entrepreneurs secure their financial future while paying virtually zero tax by utilizing apartment syndication. And we're going to show you how. This is Cashflow Multipliers, the podcast dedicated to your financial freedom for the lifestyle you deserve. To get started, here's a fun fact. Most politicians actually grow their wealth by thousands of percentage points after they get elected. Seems sketchy? It's kind of is. As seen by the chart by Visual Capitalist, many politicians have their net worth increased by hundreds of millions of dollars. We bet you recognize some of these names. We'll link the chart in the show notes. So when it comes down to it, there's actually a couple of ways that politicians can make their money. Let's first take a look at Nancy Pelosi. Back in 2018, she showed her financial savvy by pouring $46.5 million into real estate, another $15.8 million into electronic manufacturing, and another $15 million into the tech giant Apple. Talk about diversification. Nancy Pelosi is not just a political powerhouse. She's also a seemingly real-life investment genius. According to Open Secrets, between 2020 and 2021, Pelosi orchestrated trades amounting to over $50 million in assets, boasting an impressive annualized return of 69%. That's not just beating the stock market. It's doing six to seven times better than the average return. Move over Warren Buffett, George Soros, and Kathy Wood. Pelosi is taking the lead in the investing game. So is she just really, really lucky? Well, it seems like she's not the only politician who's striking it rich. There's a chart that illustrates this, and we'll also link the chart to the show notes. Well, this chart digs into financial disclosures of Congress members and their families whenever they make trades. Clay Higgins from Louisiana gains were remarkable with an incredible 238.9% return in 2023, almost 10 times the S&P 500 index, which only rose by 24.8% that year. Interestingly, that data also reveals that Democratic members of Congress secure around 31% gains in return, surprising their Republican counterparts who managed an 18% gain. So what gives? Are these guys stock picking parties? To illustrate this, let's pause for a moment of storytelling. Once upon a time in a quaint village, there lived a seasoned farmer named Elias, known all around for his hen 
with a golden heart. One day, the farmer had to journey to town to deliver some eggs. Faced with the dilemma of leaving the hens unattended, a cunning fox named Johnny offered to keep watch over them. Despite Eli's initial skepticism, he gave into the fox's persuasive assurances of reformation and commitment to not harming the hens. Unsurprising, upon Eli's return, both the hens and the fox were nowhere to be found. You see, there's this concept called privileged knowledge and insider trading, and you better believe that these politicians are absolutely pros at navigating that game. But isn't insider trading illegal? Backtrack a second with us here to the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic. As the general public tried to source masks and toilet paper, certain politicians engaged in strategic stock trading. Following internal briefings by the CDC and Dr. Fauci regarding the true severity of the pandemic, no one but four senators executed significant stock market investments. This timely maneuver occurring prior to the market downturns yield each senator a profit of $100,000. There's no doubt about it. They clearly took advantage of non-public information. So when officials on Capitol Hill start trading stocks while on the job, it's definitely a breach of trust with the public and sometimes even misuse of their roles. These legislators should get inside scoop with classified info to help make decisions on our health and well-being. But more often than not, they end up using the behind-the-scenes knowledge to line their pockets or rake in funds for those donors. It's Definitely, it seems like they're playing the system for personal gains, which feels pretty unacceptable to us. So why isn't anyone doing anything about it? Well, they are kind of. The Stop Act, aka Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge Act, plays a critical role in preventing corruptions and maintaining public trust. This legislation was put in place by Obama in 2012 with the goal of ensuring that members of Congress do not engage in insider trading or any activities that could raise suspicion of corruption. We love this, which must mean this problem was solved, right? Not so fast. The problem is that while the Stock Act is great, enforcing it is another matter entirely. The whole idea behind transparency is missing the mark. Thanks to unclear rules, sneaky exemptions that allow them to report trades late, and a bunch of gray areas in law's language, all this mess is making it harder for the Stock Act to really keep a tight rein on politicians and their financial moves. Let's switch gears for a second and talk about another huge source of income for politicians lobbying. It turns out that lobbying also pays pretty well. In 2021 alone, federal lobbying spent was around $3.78 billion, which also is totally above board, except that the people opening the walls might surprise you. They aren't your neighbors next door. Instead, they are mostly big businesses, industries, and the firms that they rep. So how is that legal? Well, it's completely legal. And to keep things on the up and up, it's not like the money's passes directly straight from their hand of the lobbyists over to the politicians. In fact, most of the money comes through the support shown via campaign finance donation. To keep things on the up and up, lobbyists don't hand walls of cash to politicians. Nope, they slide their support under the door through campaign financing donations. Plus, closing up to lobbyists bring both short-term perks and long-term gains for our politicians, which is all above board and lovely until you dig a little deeper. Let's go back to our friend Nancy Pelosi. We swear we aren't picking on her, really. She's just a really great example and happens to be super involved in all these things that are happening. Back in 2008, after making a few small contributions to Pelosi's campaign, her husband Paul received privileged access to Visa IPO but Paul isn't just her husband. He also happens to be the founder of a large venture capitalist firm. After receiving this information, Paul invests large sums of money before the stock prices went up. But wait, this isn't legal. There's a stock act. While true, the stock act is just so hard to prove in court, which means that smart people like Paul and Nancy get to thrive off privileged information and largely have no accountability. The thing to remember here is that many politicians enter the political arena with pretty significant pre-existing wealth, which often increases during their time in office, and the ease with which 
which the wealth dominates politics stems from their interests aligning with established political parties. Keep in mind too that the unfortunate reality is that political parties are incentivized to promote wealthier candidates as wealth tends to attract more wealth. Think about it. A lot of our politicians are Ivy League educated individuals, not product of the projects. And affluent candidates bring valuable connections for fundraising, financing increasingly expensive campaigns, and garnering support from wealthy friends and connections who benefit from their work three. All these creates a bit of a vicious cycle with real-world consequences. The capitalist class significantly influences politics through various relationships, such as their disproportionate representation, powerful lobbying, and politician with stock market interests catering to capital. It's not that laws protecting worker bees never pass; they just aren't the top priority. These laws may face delays, be streamlined to the minimum, and are carefully crafted to safeguard the long-term interests of capitalist economy, even if it means sacrificing short-term capital interests. So are we all just doomed? No, of course not. But we think it's important to be educated about the process where politicians get and gain money, why they seem to be thriving in a culture of struggle. We hope you found today's episode educational, and we encourage you to do your own research so that you can be informed about what's going on where you live. Until next time. We can't wait to begin this journey with you. Check us out at thekittysisters dot com slash podcast. 